Happy Sunday, my people. This is the first day of the week for us in the Western world. In the other side of the world, they actually consider Monday as the first week, which can be a little bit confusing, but to each his own. Um, <laughs> do us according to Caesar something like that so today we're gonna talk about disposable income and how it is viewed see you inside now disposable income disposable income normally it's after you subtract your fixed costs in business and also in the family. Because as we know, the family is just a representation of the country itself. Basically like running the country. It's just a large scale of running a household. Utilities, food, water, same. In a country, it's the same. It's just that there is only daddies, which may be a problem why the country's economic system is like this. Not to stray from the topic, but if the family unit need both heads for it to survive, because yes, one head, two head is better than one, but at the same time, a male gender and a female gender tend to have different valid contribution that makes the family work. So why does our economic system, though there are counselors, but why there's only one gender representation? In terms of the government, it's just a male and not necessarily a male and female. It should be two, right? If you had two persons as like say the president, there's a male and a female. I think just like the family, it would work. And we're not talking about male or female in terms of sex, but in terms of gender. Well, yes, I'm not strained from the topic, but it just occurred to me. All right, so basically, so in disposable income is after you minus your fixed costs, which could be your utilities, rent, so forth, and what you have to spend after is called your disposable costs, your disposable income, which can be variable because these you can pick and choose what you want to purchase after your fixed cost now we need to remember that money is replenishable it actually regenerates roughly every two weeks sometimes it's longer but as long as you're alive a human being some way somehow it always replenishes but what never replenishes is time. 
And what you can do in this time, at this state, your mental state, and at this youthful energy that you have today, 40, 60, or 6 years old, it's different at each chapter. So therefore, the time is very valuable. And we need to know that this is the only thing that does not regenerate. So this is one thing that entrepreneurs and people in general need to remind ourselves from time to time that disposable income, we need this to spend on things to spend on things that are serving us well. To spend on things that will help us to grow and have long-term fulfillment. Because really, what money can do, you can use it to invest. And that's one way to expand our growth for long-term fulfillment but we need to also look at money as face value it's just a medium of exchange a lot of people in the world most of us we live paycheck to paycheck couple weeks we get pay as i said you take care of your fixed costs and then we're left with or disposable income so every month like it or not even though our disposable income may vary as different things happen throughout life we for sure are going to spend it all off and we'll spend it on things like food travel movies short-term short-term pleasure and then after two weeks again or a month this disposable income replenishes so most people that spend cash they're not really thinking that they need to spend it on things that would add values value to their life in a meaningful way into products or programs or service that can help them. The power of disposable income is that the more you invest it, the less time it takes for you to get more disposable income to actually purchase things that you enjoy for your life. Let's put it this way, no matter what level of the socioeconomic climate you are, everybody needs, well, everybody at the end of the day will buy a pair of jeans, they will buy food to eat, they will buy the basic things, similarly we're buying the basic things, food, shelter, um, clothes, entertainment. We're all buying the same thing. 
transportation. However, based on where you are on the economic ladder, you will just buy a lower quality of what you really want. So you would be wasting a lot of money on low-grade item that you would end up buying over and over because the quality is not what it should be. While at a higher disposable income, you'll be buying these same transportation, these same clothes, these same food. However, because the quality is higher, then it provides proper nutrition and energy for the body. So you won't necessarily, in terms of food, you won't necessarily just be eating empty calories. So you will probably be eating less. Mind you, if you don't have like a food addiction problem, if you're just a regular normal person, you'll be full with less. And clothes, your clothes would look more presentable for a longer period of time. Shoes, so forth. Your transportation would be more comfortable. It would last longer. So basically we're all buying the same thing. It's just that when we look at short-term goals, then we buy what we want, but we buy a version of it, which is nonsense, that we ourselves don't even like. So as soon as our disposable income increased by a penny more, we try to improve on it. So we're basically in a rat race. We're buying the same thing over and over and over, hoping to buy a better quality for it to last longer. But a better trick is if we actually save that money, invest it into something that multiply our probability of higher disposable income, then we'll be getting to where we actually want to get way sooner than just buying garbage repeatedly and repeatedly. So that's just one way of looking at money. So a lot of people, myself included, that we overvalue money and we don't realize that the only reason we're spending money is when we find a product that is worth more than having the money. The money, it doesn't really do anything. There's no emotion to it. There's, it can keep you warm. It can't literally feed you when you're hungry and you decide to eat something. It's because the value of the food is higher than the satisfaction of having the physical money in your pocket. So therefore, a lot of times we would want to spend our disposable income on short-term pleasure. And I can understand it because we all want to reach a certain level. But when you're at a certain level, you have to, it's better to invest and wait, like the de delayed gratification, so you can actually get a better version 
of what you want. And knowing that this money is just being held so you can actually get something that it supersedes the value of holding on to this paper. Because all of it is really, it's just paper. And we need to, one way of doing it is, because we have the idea of money and we've been taught this by our family and we see it as the Holy Grail, but I want you to take, say take a $500, right? And just look at it or $100 or $50 and just look at it. What really is it? Because society has given us this sensationalized feeling when there are bigger numbers on this paper. But really, it's just the paper. What we exchange it for has the value in terms of the emotional state that we want to get in return. That's where the value is and not exactly the paper. So just look on this paper. As nowadays, before our dollar used to be backed by gold and silver, and now it's a fiat currency, meaning that it's all about demand and supply. It's all about the market value, right? We know about the petrodollar, for those who don't know. For example, like the U.S. money, is based off the petrodollar, meaning that um, in oil oil countries, particularly the Gulf countries, they sell the oil based on in U.S. dollars. They sell the oil in U.S. dollar, and therefore, since majority of us in the world we need oil. So that's how the demand comes for the U.S. dollar. And that's how the term comes, petrodollar. So in a way, you could say that the U.S. dollar is backed by gold, by, by oil and not by gold and silver, which it was once before. And of course, it is reactionary. And another way to look at the money is in terms of to show you how much this paper doesn't mean anything. Let's think about inflation. If there is a super inflation, I think one of the countries that have super inflation right now is Venezuela. And don't quote me on it. But this African country, I think it's Zimbabwe. Because the demand for this dollar is so low, the price of the good is super high. No, the value of the good is super high. And therefore, you have to use more money to buy the same good. In every country, we have a rate of inflation. (laughs) I'm probably going to economics, but let me just come back down. But when you have hyperinflation, they call it gallop inflation. You know, at one point, you could use $1 to buy 
a bread with hyperinflation you would have to use say maybe a thousand dollar to buy the same bread so basically it's too much money chasing too few goods so when the supply of bread is low then you have to basically give more money you have to compete with more money to get that bread okay so i will come back down <laughs> and not talk about um the economics of it but you get what i'm saying so you see how your money actually doesn't have any value the value of it it's just what society has somehow psychologically tricked us because earlier it was backed by gold and now it's a fiat currency so it's a matter of the market demand and supply and it can just change easily the interest rate can just change the value of the money or government policies so there's no real value of the money what is actually valuable is the products that you can get and the only products that really are important are products that satisfy the human condition in terms of need for security in terms of need for sustenance in terms of needs of shelter in terms of needs of clothing those are the real value so a thing is to focus on how we can save more of these money so we can buy a higher value of the actual things that we need for survival in a higher quantity and also have remained in more disposable income for the future that we can invest in recreation or just to have the kind of life that we want without restriction of like a boss which steal your time in a nine-to-five job because stealing your time basically is equivalent to be to your life being stolen okay so that was my take on disposable income and how you should rewire your mind when it comes to money and view what is important and let's step away from what society think is important about it okay ciao for now bye Okay, that's it for now my two cents on disposable income and how we need to rewire our mindset or idea of what it actually is and what we actually value okay until tomorrow see you ciao